0: In 1998, Calgary, Alberta was an exciting place to be. The oil industry was booming and affluence could be seen everywhere. Town was riding high on the bull market and its citizens were on a roll. The recently divorced Louise Gallagher was a partner in a corporate communications firm Outgoing and bubbly, Louise had a wide circle of friends. The greatest joy in Louise's life was her daughters, Lizanne and Alexis. Louise was full of optimism that fateful summer's day when she drove downtown. She and her partner, Terry, were meeting with a new company, CK3 Designs. They manufactured kits to transform basic North American vehicles into exotic foreign sports cars like Ferraris. The company's managing director, Conrad Cheney, made Louise's engine race. While Louise was attracted to Conrad's alpha male confidence, his employees found him threatening. Louise was elated when she got a call back from Conrad later. Good news, he was hiring her firm to do the publicity for the birthday party of a friend's wife. And when the night came, the lavish party was a success attended by Calgary's social elite. Conrad's own business conduct, on the other hand, was less than professional. His company's research facility in Las Vegas was bogus and customers were filing buyer beware reports online. Oblivious of his bad reputation, Louise fell in love head over heels. Louise fell in love head over heels. Louise's good friend, Jane Dutton, and her husband, Al James, were anxious to meet the man who was whining and dining Louise. To Louise, Conrad was nothing but the perfect gentleman, if a little overprotective. He gave her a cell phone so they could always be in touch and then he insisted she break off all contact with an old boyfriend, Jack. She broke the news to Jack one day while they were out walking. Was Conrad having her followed? Louise would find out later that she had good reason to be fearful. And this was the man who Louise was about to introduce to her children. For three months, Louise and Conrad were living the high life with champagne and roses, love and laughter. But Louise was about to discover something about Conrad that would make her heart break. Three months passed since Conrad Cheney had arrived on his white horse, or in this case, behind the wheel of a fake Ferrari. Before she met him, Louise Gallagher was a happy, confident businesswoman. A loving mom. Maybe she wasn't living life in the fast lane, but life was good. Unaware of her new partner was involved with criminal activity, Louise thought she was headed for happy ever after with champagne roses and shopping sprees at Holt Renfrew. But the thing that made Conrad completely irresistible was the interest he took in Louise's girls. He played his role as father figure with ease. If Louise had known the truth about Conrad Cheney, she would have been more concerned when he mysteriously came into possession of her keys. This was one of those moments, and there would be many, when Louise started giving up control of her life. She was too open and trusting. She thought Conrad was caring, if a little impetuous. She was stunned when he popped the proverbial question only three months into the relationship. The ring was too big, so Conrad took it back to get resized. It was too soon to make a commitment anyway. And that's when Conrad dropped a big emotional bombshell that rocked Louise to her core. He had a rare heart condition, he told Louise, and unless he could get a heart transplant or a radical surgery, he had at best four months to live. If it was a ploy to get Louise to accept his proposal, it worked, she said yes. Louise then had to wait for the ring, which she'd never see again, and for Conrad, who flew to California for treatment. Her two good friends, Nan and Jane, remember questioning Louise about the specifics of Conrad's illness, but getting vague answers. And finally, a bright spot on the gloomy horizon. After a month away, Conrad was well enough to come home for Christmas. He brought with him glossy brochures advertising a Disney cruise for Louise and the girls. Although he was too sick, he wanted them to enjoy it without him. But when Louise tried to finalize plans, Conrad became deflective and evasive, a pattern of empty promises that would become common later. But all was forgiven when Conrad played Santa at Christmas, the five-star kind of Santa, who picks up gifts from Tiffany's, Saks Fifth Avenue, and Holtz. The new year was looking bright enough for Pirelli shades until Louise received a shocking phone call in the middle of the night. What she heard would bring darkness into her sunny life forever. Louise Gallagher had been swept off her feet by the mysterious entrepreneur Conrad Cheen Would they ride off into the sunset in one of his imitation Lamborghinis? When Conrad revealed he was suffering from a deadly illness, it didn't seem likely unless experimental treatment in California could cure him. But all hope for a happy ever after crashed and burned when Louise received the devastating phone call in the middle of the night. The implication was clear. Conrad had organized crime connections. What Conrad would describe next would change Louisa's happy family life forever. He said in the package he had received were a series of graphic photographs of a girl who looked like her daughter Alexis. Louise felt paralyzed, violated, and terrified. And when the morning came, the darkness remained. Louise became paranoid. She didn't want to let her daughters out of her sight. Were the bad guys a real threat or were they a cruel device used by Conrad to manipulate Louise? If this was Conrad's game, he was successful. Day by day, Louise sank deeper into an abyss of fear brought on by his warnings. Louise became so stressed she couldn't work any longer. She had to give up her position in her corporate communications company. Nan could not believe how her dear friend, once so bubbly, confident, and self-reliant, could be reduced to a dependent, frightened, nervous wreck so quickly. When Conrad returned to California for heart surgery, Louise decided she couldn't live in fear any longer. Afraid her phone was being tapped, she called the RCMP from Nan's office. Now, she was completely reliant on Conrad for protection, but he was in no shape to help. He was on life support in California after undergoing heart surgery, or so she thought. As time passed, Conrad continued to call with reports of his recovery down south. And just as Louise was pulling herself back together, she received another phone call from the other woman that would tear her heart apart. When Conrad Cheney had entered Louise Gallagher's life with the promise of champagne cruises and rides and flashy sports cars, she never expected she would be driven to despair. While she waited by the phone for news of Conrad's recovery from heart surgery in California, she was being terrorized by the threats his mob associates would do her family harm. What more could she endure? Betrayal. Was Conrad cheating on her? Haunted by thoughts of his duplicity, Louise drove to the woman's house. The the women bonded in their moment of mutual misery. They drove to CK-3 looking for answers. What they found there gave them an even greater shock. It was Conrad, back from California. Looking tanned and far too healthy. Louise was crushed and she returned home, ignored Conrad's attempts to make contact. She was grief-stricken, but Louise was in too deep with Conrad to get out now. She was living in fear for her daughter's lives and believed he was her only source of protection. She was all too ready to accept his excuse. He also reassured her that he had, in fact, undergone successful heart surgery. While convincing Louise to take him back was easy for Conrad, keeping his exotic car business on track was difficult. By 2001, his creditors were closing in, and they were and they weren't the only ones. The end of the road for CK3 Designs would lead to financial disaster for Conrad and the beginning of a police investigation that would bring him down for fraud. The family member was Conrad's elderly aunt. She filed a complaint with the police when one of her credit cards was stolen. The thief had racked up 1,800 worth of charges. The had never owned a car in her life, let alone a $35,000 Range Rover. The case escalated from a credit card offense to major fraud. Mike Leonard would eventually zero in on his prime suspect until then Conrad continued to live life in the fast lane with Louise. Still triggering her worst fears, yet showering her with her heart's desires. They cruised through Calgary's most exclusive neighborhoods in search of the perfect house. And finally, they found what they were looking for, Louise's dream home. Little did Louise realize, but the door was closing on life as she knew it, locked shut. Conrad was about to lead her down a path of self-destruction, homelessness, and criminal activity. Louise Gallagher, once a bubbly, confident businesswoman, had slipped into passenger mode, letting Conrad Cheney, a charming, cheating, fake sports car dealer, get behind the wheel of her life and take control. Steering her towards disaster. She was unaware the police were closing in on Conrad. And she would never have the life he promised her. Conrad had assured Louise that the house of her dreams had been bought and paid for. But even before moving day, Alexis sensed something was amiss. Louise and the girls packed up and moved out of their cozy home, and when they arrived at the new house on moving day, the keys didn't work. With no place to go, they all moved into Jane and Al's home until Conrad who closed the house deal. Con- concerned about the toll it was taking on Louise and the girls, Jane called the realtor who was representing the property now highly suspicious of Conrad Jane's husband Al asked a friend to run a credit check on him the results were definitive Conrad was seriously in debt with numerous judgments against him with the less with the loss of her dream home Louisa's spirit seemed to slip She was no longer there for her girls. Alexis and Lisanne couldn't live with her anymore. Now homeless and feeling completely helpless. Louise moved in with Conrad at his father's house. She sunk into a deep depression. Why couldn't Louise just break away from Conrad? Just how far Louise had traveled down a dark road with Conrad became obvious one night when he tried to make her complicit in a break and enter. The indignity of the experience was the final straw for Louise. Nan welcomed a deeply depressed Louise into her her home with open arms. While Nan kept Conrad away from Louise for a while, she wouldn't be able to protect her friend from him and the consequences of his criminal actions for long. It was the calm before the storm. But Conrad wasn't about to give up Louise so easily. He finally got in touch with an urgent message. His father was ill. Could she meet him at the hospital? She couldn't resist his plea. And she remained under the spell, even when Conrad was arrested and forced to undergo a court-ordered psychiatric assessment related to an assault charge. And even more charges would be pending after police investigated the major fraud case involving Conrad's aunt. They discussed her signature. They discovered her signature had been forged on the sales agreement for Conrad's Range Rover. People continued to believe Conrad even after he was released from his psychiatric assessment. Louise and Nan took Conrad at his word that he was on the road to redemption. But would that trust come back to haunt them? And would police be successful in finally bringing Conrad to justice? After a tumultuous relationship with Conrad Cheney, Louise Gallagher hoped he was ready to redeem himself. Recently released from the hospital after a psychiatric assessment, he persuaded her to take a room with him at the Hyatt Regency over the holidays. Somehow, the smooth-talking Conrad convinced Nan to lend him her credit card to pay for the room bill. But the final hotel bill came to over 8,000 instead of the 800 that Nan had been expecting, and the check Conrad had gave her to pay the bill bounced. Conrad's road to redemption was at a dead end. With the trust between Louise and Nan badly broken, Louise severed all ties with her family and friends. It was a chilly day in February when Louise crossed the line. She abandoned her family and went on the lamb with Conrad. Louise left farewell letters for Nan and Jane. They were addressed to her angels. She told them she was leaving with Conrad. She didn't say where to. Serious soul-searching, Jane and Nan realized there was only one option left to save Louise. Jane and Nan met with the police. That's when they learned the truth about Conrad. He wasn't a mobster as feared, but a petty criminal with a long list of offenses. Detective Mike Leonard was about to add even more charges to Conrad's rap sheet, but when he tracked the criminal to a rental home near Banff, Conrad and Louise were long gone. Conrad and Louise were on the lam heading west in the Range Rover. They drove ten hours down the road and wound up in a misty hamlet by a river in B.C. The grand lifestyle Louise once imagined had been reduced to this, evading the law at a bed and breakfast with a fraud artist who was running out of luck. Her one source of solace was her dog, Ellie. Three miserable months passed with no word from Louise. Her friends and family feared the worst, then a ray of hope. Louise had cashed a check that Jane had given her. Jane called the police with the update on where the check had been cashed. With Conrad and Louise, Louise's location now pinned down, Detective Mike Leonard made plans for Conrad's arrest. Would Conrad be successful in evading the long arm of the law this time, or would the police finally get their man and bring him to justice, and where would that leave Louise? Louise Gallagher had almost everything a woman could want, but abandoned it all and then went on the lam with Conrad Cheney, a charming sports car dealer who turned out to be a petty criminal. With warrants out for his arrest on a series of fraud charges, the hammer of the law was about to fall on Conrad. Conrad was taken back to Calgary, and in exchange for her cooperation, Louise was free to go. It was time to pick up the shattered pieces of her life, while Conrad's life would continue to fall apart. Louise didn't realize how much her daughters and friends had been missing her. Alexis will never forget the day she learned her mother was still alive. Then a milestone approached Louise's 50th birthday. Her sister started making arrangements for a surprise party. The clouds seemed to lift the day Louise's brother-in-law drove her to the airport. He said he just needed to pick someone up. Louise's heart turned over when she saw the new arrival, Alexis. It was a long, dark road that Louise had gone down with Conrad Cheney. As she emer- emerged into the light, she became aware of the truth about the man she had loved so desperately. He had never been the wealthy businessman with a plane in Vancouver bearing diamond rings, just a petty, controlling criminal who desired her. Had he ever been on life support in California, Louise made good on her promise to cooperate with the police on the case against Conrad. After pleading guilty, Conrad served two years of jail time. His whereabouts are unknown.